Strasbourg, 1938. It is November, and Sophie Lefman, who has been married for only a few weeks, is with her parents and without her new husband. They are 125 kilometers away from the rural German hamlet of Itlingen, where she, her mother, and her maternal grandfather had been born, and where Sophie has spent most of her life. But the Nazis have seized her father's small shop, and the family has fled to Strasbourg, allowed to cross the border into France only because Sophie and her father have French citizenship. Her new husband, Walter, is not so lucky. He is German, born in Cologne, and now working in Frankfurt. Sophie had met him only a few months earlier, at the Shiva reception following the funeral for a family friend. Walter was 33, eight years older. He caught her eye because, even though he was already balding, he was tall, so very tall, over six feet, a giant for a Jew. He had sidled up to her on some pretense and kept her cornered for the rest of the afternoon. Before he left, he leaned down and whispered, You will be hearing from me. Flirting at a Shiva, Sophie was scandalized, but pleasantly so. She told him how to find her. Men had been noticing her for years. Even when she was still in high school and wearing the long skirts and modest jackets her mother insisted upon, she felt eyes on her. Sophie had been blessed with beauty, eyes so dark they were almost black, thick hair, a deep auburn that she wore in tight curls against her head, and a figure she felt she had to watch, but that men found round in all the right places. In Itlingen, with its scarce numbers of Jews, Sophie had had no suitors, no Jewish boys her age, and no possibility of dating a non-Jew meant Sophie received a great many favorable looks, but nothing more. She had wanted to leave Itlingen almost as soon as she learned there were other places to go. She did not enjoy working in the family shop, selling industrial oils and other equipment to farmers in outlying areas. She found rigor unpleasant. School had not been easy for her and when she finally left Itlingen to continue her studies at a School of Domestic Arts in Frankfurt, she did so expecting to find not a career, but a man. And she did find one, a soft-spoken fellow who wanted her to immigrate with him to Milwaukee, where he planned to start a new life. He told her that Milwaukee had many Germans. So does Frankfurt, she said. He left without her. Soon after, Sophie met Walter, her parents' disapproval had been formidable. Her father, head of the small Itlingen synagogue, found it unfathomable that Sophie could have feelings for a Jew who did not keep kosher. Her mother deplored Walter's work as a traveling salesman, peddling ties, sleeping in a different bed every night, cavorting with God knows what kind of people. Sophie's explanation that Walter had been in the textile business until the Nazis revoked his work permit meant nothing to her mother. Walter was a nobody, with no money, no family name. How did Sophie, who had grown up with a hired girl to do the housework and cook, Sophie, whose school of domestic arts taught her how to sew nice patterns, work with children, and understand housework only enough to oversee her own hired girl, how did Sophie imagine her life with Walter the salesman, who had stridden into their home on feet large enough to crush a kitten?